Hello, I'm Father Joe Roche of the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Thank you for joining us as we continue with our year-long journey reading the diary of St. Maria Faustina Kowalska from beginning to end. Today, we take up from where we left off, beginning with diary entry number 115. When a soul has come out of these tribulations, it is deeply humble. Its purity of soul is great. It knows better without need of reflecting, as it were, what it ought to do at a given moment and what to forbear. It feels the lightest touch of grace and is faithful to God. It recognizes God from afar and continuously rejoices in Him. It discovers God very quickly in other souls and in the environment in general. The soul has been purified by God Himself. God, as pure spirit, introduces the soul to a life which is purely spiritual. God himself has first prepared and purified the soul. That is, he has made it capable of close communion with himself. The soul, in a state of loving repose, communes spiritually with the Lord. It speaks to God without the need of expressing itself through the senses. God fills it with its, his light. The enlightened mind sees clearly and distinguishes the various degrees of the spiritual life. It recognizes that state when its union with God was imperfect, where the senses were involved, and the spirit was linked with the senses in a manner exalted and special to be sure, but not yet perfect. There is a higher and more perfect union with God, namely intellectual union. Here the soul is safer from illusions, its spirituality is purer and more profound. In a life where the senses are involved, there is more danger of illusion. Both for the soul and for its confessor, prudence must play a greater part. There are moments when God introduces the soul to a purely spiritual state. The senses dim and are seemingly dead. The soul is most closely united to God. It is immersed in the deity. Its knowledge is complete and perfect, not sporadic as before, but total and absolute. It rejoices in this. But I want to say more about those moments of trial. At those times the confessor must have patience with such a soul, but the soul must have even greater patience with itself. My Jesus, you know what my soul goes through at the recollection of these sufferings, I have often marveled that the angels and saints hold their peace at the sight of a soul suffering like that, yet they have special love for us at such moments. My soul has often cried out after God as a little child who cries as loudly as he can when his mother covers her face and he cannot recognize her. O oh my Jesus, honor and glory to you for these trials of love. Great and incomprehensible is your mercy. All that you intended for my soul, O Lord, is steeped in your mercy. I will mention here that those who live with such a person should not add external sufferings, for indeed when the soul's cup is full, the little drop we may add to it may be the one drop too much, and the cup of bitterness will overflow. And who will answer for such a soul? Let us beware of adding to the sufferings of others because that is displeasing to the Lord. 
If the sisters or the superiors knew or even suspected that a soul was suffering such trials, and they nevertheless added still other sufferings, they would be sinning gravely, and God himself would demand an account of them on behalf of such a soul. I am not speaking here of instances which, of their very nature, are sinful, but of things which, in other circumstances, would not be sinful. Let us be on our guard against having the weight of such a soul on our conscience. This is a grave and common defect in religious life, namely, that when we see a suffering soul, one always wants to add even more suffering. I do not say that everyone acts like this, but there are some. We take the liberty of passing all sorts of judgments, and we repeat them when we would do better to remain silent. Here, St. Faustina describes how she has been changed by living through such tribulations and being purified by God. She is now living on a more spiritual plane rather than just an earthly one. A few years ago, I attended the beatification of Blessed Chiara Badano. She was an only child from northern Italy. Her parents had been unable to have children for several years. Finally, they had only one, Chiara. But unfortunately, she died of leukemia at the age of 19 in 1990. Her parents were present at her beatification. The last couple years of Chiara's life, she was confined to her bed. But all those who visited her were touched by her radiance and her joy. Her parents said, we all lived the last two years of her life at a higher spiritual level. She must have received special graces from God, like St. Faustina did. St. Faustina writes here of being enlightened by God, and thus being able to recognize the condition of her soul more easily. She writes of an intellectual union with God, where the soul is safer from illusions that come through the senses, and the spirituality is more profound. St. Faustina only had three winters of education in the little village where she grew up, but God was her instructor. What she writes here is profound and can only have come from God and from the experiences that he allowed her to have. As she reflects on what she went through, like the Blessed Mother pondering all things, she draws some powerful spiritual lessons. She says that the confessor must be very patient with a soul going through such trials, and that the soul itself must be patient with itself till all is clear about what God is up to. She realizes that in heaven there must be a desire to intervene on the part of the saints and the angels to preserve the soul from suffering, but the vine needs to be pruned in order to bear more fruit, and so they hold back knowing that God is up to something. And finally, St. Faustina laments here that in the religious life sometimes the others add to the sufferings of a soul who is being purified spiritually. We should be very careful when we pass judgments on others. Only God knows the depths of someone's heart. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have enjoyed this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. 
Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help other people throughout the world find St. Faustina's Diary in a Year. Remember, Jesus promised St. Faustina in Diary number 1075, Souls who spread the honor of divine mercy are protected by God like an infant by a gentle mother. Please help us spread the message of divine mercy. Thank you, and God bless you. Visit shopmercy.org to order your copy of Divine Mercy in My Soul, the diary of St. Maria Faustina Kowalska. It's available in print in English, Spanish, and Polish, and in English as an e-book, available now on shopmercy.org. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org.